must do and believe is that with the doing, you will receive love. Mm -hmm. With me being seen as smart, me being seen as these things by doing or achieving, I will receive love. And this is really saying by being and being in a joyful frequency or state, which is what we deserve, that is how we will receive love. And it almost I can hear, or maybe I have an undertone of it where people can see that as being selfish, where it's like, oh, like you enjoying your life, living your best life is really the greatest service. But I really love it too, because in a lot of the spiritual texts that I that I really love, like the law of one, it's like, how can we honor our own free will and the free will of others? Yes. Because I think a lot of time we're imposing on other people's free will when we have this perception that other people need help or other people need us to do things for them or I'm starting this because I want to help people do this. I hear that all the time with podcasters that we coach. While it is so noble to have the desire for service to be first, I think oftentimes people negate what their actual true desire is. Yes. And then it becomes about other people and not about them. Yep. And that won't sustain the career or business and it won't really give you like what is like, what's true? Like, can you actually be honest about mm-hmm. you just loving to hear yourself talk? Are you loving to talk about something? Totally. You know, and not just like, I have to serve these people. Or you actually want the fame or the money or the attention. Yes. Like that's valid. Like yes. let's yes. be real about it. The honesty with ourselves yes. about what we actually want. There's so much freedom in that. Here's a question I have for you guys. I'm curious on your journey where you are right now. Have you noticed the more that you've started to explore these topics and feel into your truth, like, do you feel like your desires or ambitions have shifted in terms of the dial? For me, for example, I'm like, wow, when I get real about what I really want, it's so much simpler than it used to be. Mm. And my body also, I feel like she's speaking louder. I flew over here the other day from New York City and I was so excited because for whatever reason, I get a ton done on planes. Planes is like, I knew, I was like, oh, I have all this backlog of emails. I have these folks I just want to get back to. And so I'm going through my emails and there was invites in there from different speaking opportunities and beautiful things from friends and colleagues that I absolutely love and admire. But when I would look at each email and I'd look at the possibility and one, you know, press a video, this, that, the other thing, my body screamed, nope. (laughs) Like it was like, absolutely not. And there was nothing wrong with them. It was just, it was not pleasurable. It Mm -hmm. was not desirable. It doesn't matter how much exposure it was going to be. The speaking fee, for example, super generous, amazing, grateful for it. But it was like my body was like, no. And the desire for simplicity. Have you guys actually, have you checked out the freedom transmissions? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Okay. So the freedom transmissions by Carissa Schumacher, I might not get this perfect, so I'm going to paraphrase. So anyone listening, forgive me if it's not the right details. She is a channel for Yeshua. Uh-huh. Okay. And she wrote this beautiful book. It came out maybe last year or the year before, but it is essentially Jesus. And it's not about sitting in a religious context. It is about that Mm -hmm. consciousness coming through. And there were four words and they really stuck with me. And he talks about it or this being talks about it as the four chambers of the heart, simplicity, stability, surrender, and stillness. Simplicity, stability, surrender, and stillness. And this notion of really embracing those energies as a force in your life, and if you move towards them, there's this tremendous peace that starts to emanate from you and this tremendous clarity that you start to feel. And for whatever reason, when I read those words in this book, 
they really, really lit something up at me. And I've been using those words as almost like daily rooted ideas for how I want to move through my day and how I want to make decisions. And I find that when I'm moving towards those energies or, or embodying them, everything gets so clear. And I find that so much of the static and so much of the kind of neurosis that has driven me in the past feels like it just has melted away. And it's, I'm, I'm really glad you said this because I wanted to ask you about kind of your relationship with slowing down and stillness and because I feel like with someone who's so accomplished and I, I feel like, you know, we feel this sometimes where can we slow down? Yes. Yeah. There's a like, lot of fear. There's yeah. a lot of fear that comes up around simplifying and slowing down. And I've, I've definitely felt that call to simplify as of late. And I think it's after getting married and just kind of like rooting down, there's like a lot of like peace and stability in that for me. Yeah. And it just, I think it's that those four words make me think of my true confidence. Yes. Like where I really find it's not about the accolades. It's not about all these things that we do. It's like when I have those things constant and in place and I can travel to that place very quickly and easily, that's where my true confidence lives. It's yes. not in the doing of all the things. Let's talk about the fears that come around slowing down or yeah. around shifting gears or around, in all honesty, my viewpoint is it's evolving. It's you're growing, yeah. you're changing, you are growing into more of, I believe, who you're meant to be. And it's like, what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. You know, that classic book and that classic notion the only thing that we can depend on in life is impermanence and change. And that includes ourselves. It includes how we look. It includes our ambitions. It includes, you know, and this is, I think, a piece of it. One of the interesting parts about doing the things that we do or anyone who has somewhat of a public persona in any way is this massive fear of irrelevance that you've worked so hard on your climb up and then you get to whatever certain point that feels like, oh my goodness, things are going great. There's people that appreciate my work. You're, you know, all the things are kind of lining up. And then when the ground starts to shift underneath you and what worked in the past doesn't work anymore, whether it's the external, like the numbers are going down, the business is shifting, the market is shifting, or it's your desires that are shifting. It's your ambitions, your, the craving of what you want to experience is shifting. That's terrifying. And it also happens to coincide, I think for many of us, with getting older. So then you actually start to see physical changes or you start to experience physical changes. There's changes happening, you know, and yeah. uh, it often comes a time where people might be losing parents, loved ones, right? So all of these shifts and changes, and I think, you know, when it comes to simplifying or considering it or considering shifting gears, I think a big fear that popped up for me, and I feel like I talk with it about a lot of people too, is the fear of irrelevance, of oh. losing what you built. Of, of losing the thing that you work so hard for. And if you stop pedaling so fast and pushing so hard, it's all going to be taken away. And I can tell you, at least from my experience, it's not true. It's not true. And what's cool about it too, for me, is that the more I've given myself permission to just really feel into what's a true yes and what's not, and to also question my own assumptions, you know, about running a business, like we've all been conditioned, right? Okay, we're supposed to work five days a week. It's supposed to look like this. You're supposed to have X many weeks of vacation. And, you know, we know, obviously, a lot of people are experimenting with four hour work weeks or whatever. But I'm interested for me, I'm going like, why? Why do I want to keep showing up every single day? 
what would life look like if I would do it a little bit differently? Is anyone really going to care if I'm like, oh, what if I want to take two months off or three months off? Or what does downshifting, like I want, I'm interested in experimenting in a major way mm. and I'm interested in facing those fears of irrelevance. Because what is it irrelevance of, of like having what, not as many people like my friggin' Instagram or having a little less people sign up for my, like, what is the big effing deal? So those are the questions mm -hmm. I'm asking it's myself. That's mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. And it's really brave of you, you know, to do that and talk about it. But it's so true because when you feel like you're really, it's codependency a little bit. It's like, you feel like your success is dependent on the audience or the people that you're with. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.